by now you've probably heard about, wondered about, and discussed the Great Resignation. Over the course of the pandemic, Americans have been quitting their jobs in massive numbers, sometimes to retire, but often to switch to a job that pays more, supplies greater flexibility, or both. But with the pandemic fading in fits and starts, and the economy normalizing with people traveling and engaging in other social activities, why is the great resignation persisting? As indicated by writer Kate Morgan, when people first began leaving their jobs in large numbers in 2020, experts generally contended that the great resignation was a direct side effect of pandemic-induced dislocation and chaos. Many workers quit due to COVID-19 safety concerns or because their companies didn't provide enough support for remote workers. Millions left to seek out greater autonomy or meaning from their work. And of course, there's the pursuit of compensation. But something unanticipated is happening. Even with COVID restrictions largely lifted, resignation letters are still piling up. Experts now suggest that two factors are fueling this trend. People are switching to jobs that align with their refashioned work-life values. They're also quitting jobs that didn't make them happy even prior to the pandemic. For WYPR and my esteemed producer, Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. Many experts indicate that the U.S. housing market is back in recession. Existing home sales in America dipped for a sixth consecutive month in July, the longest stretch of declines in more than eight years. As indicated by writers David Harrison and Nicole Friedman, a combination of higher mortgage rates and a shortage of homes available for purchase has cooled this once red-hot market. According to data from the National Association of Realtors, existing home sales fell nearly 6% in July from the prior month. At an annual sales pace of around 4.8 million, we are experiencing the weakest pace of sales since November 2015, excluding very early pandemic stages. July's existing home sales were 20% less than they were a year ago. In response to declining demand for homes amidst higher borrowing costs and pervasive pessimism, mortgage applications are falling as more prospective buyers stay on the sidelines. Home building is also drying up. The shift in the housing market's fortunes are of recent origin. The housing market came into 2022 the hottest it has been in about 15 years. The pandemic spurred new demand once restrictions loosened in mid-2020, with people looking for more space for home offices, home gyms, and other amenities amidst record low mortgage rates. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. Many from the northern United States have moved to the Sun Belt in recent years. The Sun Belt encompasses the southern tier of the United States and embodies all or part of states like Florida, Arizona, and Texas. There have been many reasons, including job opportunities offered in booming cities like Phoenix, Austin, and Tampa. Others have moved for the weather, including to retire. But it's not always sunny in the Sun Belt, at least from an economic perspective. As noted by writer Gina Smialik, about 15 years ago, the Sun Belt was the epicenter of the housing crisis that drove the U.S. economy into recession and ultimately produced global financial and foreclosure crises. Now the Sun Belt has emerged as the epicenter of American inflation. Between July of 2021 and July of 2022, consumer prices rose 8.5 
5% in America, according to the Consumer Price Index. Prices in the southern United States have expanded 9.4% over the past year, the fastest pace of any large region in the nation, and far more rapid than in the Northeast, where prices are up 7.3%. In sunbelt cities like Phoenix, Atlanta, Miami, and Tampa, inflation is running well above 10% this year. Housing is a factor, with rents up 21% in Phoenix and 14% in Miami. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. An analysis from personal finance website Smart Asset ranked all 50 states and the District of Columbia based on the net migration of households earning $200,000 or more per annum. The report concludes that affluent Americans have migrated away from some of the highest tax states since pandemic onset. Over the course of one year, New York State lost nearly 20,000 households earning $200,000 or more in net terms. California lost a bit more than 19,000 households. Rounding out the list of the top 10 places that lost significant numbers of high-income families are Illinois, Massachusetts, Virginia, New Jersey, Maryland, the District of Columbia, Minnesota, and Ohio. According to data from personal finance site WalletHub, these states are associated with a tax burden that is nearly twice that of states with the lowest tax burdens. Tax burden is a measure of the proportion of total personal income that residents paid towards state and local taxes. People in high outflow states are associated with an average tax burden that approached 11%, while the national average is less than 9%. New York had the most expensive tax burden of all states in 2019 at nearly 13%. Florida had the lowest tax burden at less than 6% and gained around 20,000 high household income earners in one year. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. A recent Bloomberg article entitled A Tsunami of Shutoffs, 20 Million U.S. Homes Are Behind on Energy Bills, has captured much attention. According to the National Energy Assistance Directors Association, there are approximately 20 million households in America, or about one in six homes, that have fallen behind on their utility bills. According to the association, this is the worst crisis the group has ever documented. The fact that so many American families are behind on the utility bills has many causes, but among them is a blistering surge in electricity prices, the result of the surging cost of natural gas. The situation is even worse in Europe, where the spike in natural gas prices has been far greater in the context of Russia's assault on Ukrainian democracy. Policymakers there have leapt into action, targeting billions of euros in aid towards struggling families to help them pay their bills. But there's been no meaningful talk of doing anything on a similar scale in the U.S. The upshot is that many Americans face utility shutoffs as winter approaches. Jean Sue senior attorney at the Center of Biological Diversity, which monitors utility disconnections across the nation, has said, quote, I expect a tsunami of shutoffs, close quote. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu.